Oh boy, ladies and gents, comrades all, welcome to the second episode of Book Record Beer. Like goddamn prophets, Daniel DeFranco, Nick Gregorio, and I chose George Saunders' The Brief and Frightening Reign of Phil and Propagandi's Today's Empire's Tomorrow's Ashes for this, our Create Dangerously episode. We will also be drinking Tired Hands Hyperspace Zeitgeist. This was recorded four days after the circus and subsequent circus fire that was our 2016 election. As writers, we value reflection, but as artists, we felt addressing this historic blow to progressive thought could not wait, and any silence would simply add to what got us here. Longer and a bit more somber, this cast is more time capsule than anything. We hope you enjoy. And well, that's all I wrote. So in the words of Camus, artists have no right to solitude. So here's to you. Welcome. This is our second episode of Book Record Beer. We're going to get started. Of course, we have myself, uh, Nick Mahawk. We have Daniel. Hi, I'm Daniel. We have Nick Gregorio. How you doing, folks? And we have my good friend, Tim Judge, as our guest this week. Thanks for having me. So, uh, again, I, I like to start <laughs> at least a little bit. Uh, there's already an air of, uh, of uh, seriousness hanging over the room today, which is totally warranted. But uh, if I were to introduce Daniel to someone else, I would, I would name him the uh, love child of Woody Guthrie and an actual, actual boxcar hobo. Uh, <laughs> we, have, uh, we have Nick Gregorio, who is deserving of congratulations as he has uh, gotten a book deal for his first novel. So congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. Thank you, guys. So, Thank you very much. Uh, he is the personification of success and also Chester Arthur's mutton chops. <laughs> uh, and then lastly we have like a uh, shop. <laughs> we have my friend Tim Judge who is uh, the only punk I know who's also uh, probably a J. Crew model so uh, <laughs> moving forward it's true <laughs> he's been slowly unbuttoning his shirt yeah. since he put his headphones on hot yeah. dude alert <laughs> I, saw, I saw him on a bag earlier um, so Albert Camus and his last lecture entitled Create Dangerously um, and so I'm going to read the, the, the literal first few lines of that, because uh, I think that'll frame our conversation moving forward. An Oriental wise man always used to ask the divinity in his prayers to be so kind as to spare him from living in an interesting era. As we are not wise, the divinity has not spared us, and we are living in an interesting era. In any case, our era forces us to take an interest in it. The writers of today know this. If they speak up, they are criticized and attacked. If they become modest and keep silent, they are vociferously blamed for their silence. And so let's uh, talk about that first book that, uh, of course, Saunders was not silent in writing in 2005, The Brief and Frightening Reign of Phil. Would anyone uh, care to summarize, give a brief synopsis of that particular uh, text as we have all reacquainted ourselves or read it for the first time? Sure. It's, uh, it's essentially about uh, unqualified loudmouth bullying himself into power. Absolutely. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and so to give a little bit uh, more context with the, 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 the plot and different things like that, uh, we have uh, a world uh, made up of sort of like creature-like beings. Um, abstractions. Abstractions, yeah. of course. Yep. Uh, and we have, um, there's Inner Horner, uh, which is only really large enough for one Inner Hornerite to live in. And so the Outer Hornerites have been gracious enough to give them the holding area uh, where the other six uh, inner Hornerites wait for their time to 
uh, exist in Inner Horner. And of course, Outer Horner is gigantic, sprawling, and um, there's always been sort of uh, this animosity where the Outer Horners feel that they have been so gracious to the Inner Hornerites to even give up that small piece of, of land for them to, to stick around in. And, uh, and of course, we get the idea of borders showing up in this uh, pretty profoundly, which links directly to our album uh, by Propagandi for sure. And the song that we will cover. So to get started, let's think about, let's think about Phil. I think talking about his rise to power starts almost immediately, yeah. right? Uh, the, the, the way that Phil, this loud mouth, as you put it very accurately, uh, rises to power, um, is because he, uh, is the guy who voices something right after this natural phenomena of, uh, inner Horner getting smaller. And so even that one person who's, uh, or, uh, thing i guess because <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're, they're just abstractions it, it, it spills over into outer horner um so he um or it is no longer fully in their country and so they don't know what to do the border patrol comes up and they have no idea how, how to react to it and then of course we get uh phil uh you know sort of uh saying what the people are thinking or convincing them that that's exactly what they need yeah. to think or feel yeah a yeah. pure grassroots movement yeah. <laughs> that, that's 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 centered around let's tax them right yes yes and even if they have nothing we'll tax them until we take the clothes off their backs yeah yeah absolutely which uh they end up ripping you know them to shreds and, and oh god it was terrible i mean yeah and we just see how how, how it can escalate right yeah. it's like um uh, it's it's really interesting because it's almost biblical, right? In in, in Genesis, uh, you know, you look at the Judeo Christian, you have uh, this utopia of the Garden of Eden introduced. You have the first sin introduced, and then the next thing that happens is the the two sons of the first people uh, commit the first murder, right? So it's like sins introduced, and then it's as bad as it can be immediately. Uh, and then here we see sort of the more realistic slow decay into uh, this violent barbarism that yeah. uh, that certainly befalls the characters, um, and 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 that I thought was the most terrifying uh, um, as far as Phil's reign is <clears throat> how much it mirrors what we actually see is that nothing just flips overnight like that that we get this steady uh, rhetoric that starts to convince and then all of a sudden um and just i'm going to pull a quote from the first few pages uh suddenly phil didn't seem like quite so much of a nobody to the outer hornerites right after he voices this what kind of nobody was so venomous and used so many confusing phrases with so much certainty and was so completely accurate and how wonderful and generous and unappreciated they were right <laughs> and so they start thinking that he comes just right out and says it says melvin <laughs> that is a line so many from Saunders. Exactly what I. Yes, he just comes right out and says it. Says Melvin, "Thank goodness someone finally has said Larry." Oh, that God. those are lines directly, directly, directly from the book. Um, and then Phil just goes off. You know, friends, take a look at these losers. If they are as good as us, why do they look so much worse than us? Look at how they look. I mean, come on. Do they look valorous and noble and huge like us? Or do they look sad and weak and puny? You know what? It, I, I started reading the book before uh, before the election, and I, I was giggling. like Because I was like, this is, I mean, this is terrific stuff. I mean, this is fantastic. And I finished it after the results came back for the, for the election. And um, it wasn't nearly as funny or as silly. Uh, it was just plain horror. Yeah, it, it turned into a horror novel in, in a day. Yeah, 
I think the frightening thing is, I think Frida is that the uh, the other character, one of the outer yeah. horror nights. Yes. Um, her, you can tell that she's kind of wrestling with this idea of like, should I stand up? Should I do something? But she's in the minority, so she just keeps silent. And I think that's a very scary thing that happened pretty much along the way with today as well. Too, yeah. it's kind of absolutely. And what happened when she did say something? She was yeah. dismantled, yep. torn apart. Yes, literally yeah. ripped apart. Yes, and again. Um, <sighs> It was so brutal in its um, execution, <laughs> just right in front of everybody. It was, I mean, I don't even know how to put words to it. Yeah. Just, my Lord. And, that, and that's, and I mean, and that's one of the things um, that I think is, is, is such a major theme here is, uh, you know, the, the silence. Um, that's how we got here. And that, that was something that I know, um, you know, you, you guys are our teachers, I mean, uh, Nick and Dan, and when Thursday rolled around, uh, that was the first thing that um, happened was me and the other English teachers stood in the hallway, not saying, are we going to fucking do this? Do you think we should fucking do this? Um, and as a side note, I, I realized from the first podcast that I cursed quite a bit and I talked quite a bit. <laughs> I, I, have, I have made a mental note to not do that, though this is such a difficult one to follow it with to actually you make that correction. You kind of just throw every expletive into every sentence. Yeah, yeah, you want to jam pack. But so he and I were standing out there and we were basically saying, um, without saying it, are you going to do this? Are we going to do this? And we both said, uh, absolutely, because that's how we got here, um, by not doing it, by not talking yeah. about it. And um, I cannot tell you how many hands of students I shook because they thanked me for saying it, how many emails I got, um, because they said, literally, uh, this has been on our mind all day uh, and no one else has talked about it. Or, thank you so much for letting us talk about it. But the amount of tears, um, yeah. gallons, uh, it, it was it was so, so, so heart-wrenching because I teach at a school where it's literally, the population is split almost pretty evenly. Like, it's 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when, when that happened, you can look around and, and you know, one student made a really really strong point where he said um what's happening is if nothing else no one person can divide us but the things that have been said are actually causing division and and having to force us to take sides and he was like i don't want to live in a world he's like i enjoy privilege i'm a white male but i don't want to live in a world where i'm uh had to made to choose between who i can be friends with and and not that he would he would choose the wrong thing but to make it harder of who you're going to be able to associate with because some people and i think about literally hundreds of my students who are going to be the first on the chopping block to to leave or at the very least their families are going to be split um if some of these these policies go in go into effect and you just see that that idea of silence that that you bring up here is so 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 huge because we've all uh i think every single person has has enjoyed this blissful ignorance uh from you know 60s and 70s uh to now uh where all these ideas that are now so so real and 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 in our faces and present um were kept under the rug, kept silent, kept in the small communities where they exist. Um, but I can think back to numerous times where I, I didn't say anything because jokes were made or, or, or things were said, um, and, and I remained silent and was thusly complicit. Well, there's actually um, there's a great Philly band called Paint It Black. They came out of yes, they Kid are. Dynamite and, and Lifetime before that. Um, but Dr. Dan Yeeman, who is a psychiatrist around the area, um, is the lead singer and the sort of the prime mover of that. And they have, in one song... Um, they have one line that is exactly what you just described. Um, it's being silent because it was a joke, whatever, uh, or whatever the context may be. It's the secret handshake of the white Gentile. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. 
Um, and that's what it is. Um, yeah. As a white guy in a bar with all white guys, dumbass white guys have the uh, the thought that they can just spout off, and I'm going to agree with them. Yeah, the assumption um, is made for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's def- that definitely started before the election too. I remember over oh, no the doubt. summer, um, you know, people that you think were they're educated people that they just bought into the rhetoric. I mean, their story they were just there was. Uh, I remember one specific instance where. Uh, I was a Mexican girl, which was a beautiful girl, attractive, and she was trying to come into my beach house. And somebody across the room says, "Get out of here!" Um, get you know out that of you, Jesus. like we don't want you here. You know, speak American. You know, which is you know, the official one of the language dumbest things. Thing American, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. I mean, but you know, again. I mean, like it's just like it's this thing. It's and and it it's kind of infiltrating other groups of people, even the educated folks that may not have otherwise even said that. So it's giving voice to people while others are staying silent, I think that's also a huge problem with this yep. too. And yeah. then sometimes it just becomes fun if you're stupid, right? And you don't know any yeah. better. It's like everyone else is saying these things and, uh, yeah. you know, well, you also, try it on for size and you're like, oh, I like the way this fits. I yeah. get the attention yeah, that I... form right into it. Yeah. 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 And, and, and also, I mean, I think that's a big thing of what's happened. Like our Phil, um, like he gets the friends of Phil, these big guys mm-hmm. that are essentially the military, right? And they start yep. uh, basically, and and the leader, the king, is is the leader, air quotes, uh, is is so dumb, yeah, um, that he's able to be easily convinced by even a moderately intelligent person like Phil, right? Um, and then Phil, of course, gets his friends of Phil and literally tears the the, the roof. <laughs> this actually of, was funny. Yeah, that actually was funny. <laughs> he, he, he takes the king's abode, Just rips sh- it up, and then moves it to his house, <laughs> puts um, it, leans it against his apartment. Yeah. <laughs> And then Absolutely. the president's like, I remember when I had a house. Those were the greatest days ever. Yeah. Like five yeah. minutes ago. You, you, you could have helped. Seconds ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seconds ago. And you, and you could have done something so about it. So do you think that the king, the, is he the king? I think king. he's the president. president. In the, president. Yeah. But he's yeah. more or less king. Yeah. yeah. yeah he's um, dressed, I think. Like and he's like, like that. and he's in a palace. He's yes. in a palace. Yeah. And he has uh, like, basically like pages and, and servants or something yeah. like that who who are mirrors yes men yep. yes men absolutely they're mirrors <laughs> yeah. and they just you know say whatever well it's funny people. because they're actually his advisors more than just pe- like you know, absolutely people that are around him and and it's just the it's just they really are saying well what are what do the people want just say that and yes. so he's not really an ideologue and he has these certain values which phil is phil has this really concrete um, I hate the inner horror rights. We're going to do something about it. Tells it like it is. And, you know, yeah. exactly. <laughs> He's talking right to me. Yeah. 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 What? <laughs> how does, and what does he yeah, pay his, uh, his two helpers in? He pays them in, you get, they get, they get a little bit of they money. They get like one, one essentially dollar a day. Yeah. But yeah. Then, and then compliments. Right. Com- yeah, he pays <laughs> yeah. them in compliments. Well, I think that's, Absolutely. that's a big part of it though. A lot of people really want a pat on the back. Yeah. So they're yeah. willing to go with, the flow yep. just to get yeah. that appraisal. I think that was one of Phil's actually one of his better characteristics to kind of keep the wheel moving forward. And you grease the and wheel he, by exactly. positive positive affirmation. Yeah. And yeah. like, oh God, I feel great. Yeah. I'm gonna pull this person apart. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm doing such a job. Good job pulling this person apart. Yeah. Look at how I can murder so doing well. a terrific job. Yeah. 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 You're doing a terrific job. That and that's that's the thing is is now the people are out there and they're doing all these things that I in my estimation, think that um, that Trump said uh, simply to get that pat on the back and that and that that those endorphin rushes of this is what the people want. Yeah. Listen to them cheer. I mean, he literally is now. He wants to continue to, to essentially have rallies for him after having won, so that he can continue to get that screaming affirmation and cheer in his face. 
um, because it's it's you know of course like a high. It's like that sounds uh, familiar, right? What do you mean? Um, Nazism. Oh right, right. Of course, of course. Yeah. Constant Sorry, rallies. I didn't know. <laughs> constant rallies. Constant rallies. Ex- yeah. Exactly. You know, and um, that's the thing we're seeing. In, in our city, uh, you know, swastika showing up on Jewish tellies. Yeah. We're, we're seeing uh, yeah. women getting sexually harassed, um, you know, uh, touched in, 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 in ways that, that literally they're referencing things that Trump has said um, and then doing them. Right. Yeah. On, on subways where, where all these other people are, luckily, you know, in some cases that I've read about, uh, taking that person and throwing them off the train, yeah. you know, not to injure them like at the stop, shoving them off. Um, or maybe that would be better. Right. Right. And that's, that's the thing. Some people are saying things like, uh, assassination and this, that, and the third. That's the, I actually had students ask me about that. That's the worst thing that could happen. Yeah. You turn him into a God. Not only that, then you get pence. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we're going to get (laughs) get them both. Right. With one bullet. I don't think Trump really, I don't think he really cares about any of the positions that he has. He can waver no. it on either side. No. And the fact that Pence is a hardline Republican, hardline right wing, you know, no gays. He's into conversion like, therapy, man. You know, like funerals yeah. for abortions or aborted fetuses. Like, he's crazy. And I think he's got, I mean, he's in charge of their transition team. So he's just putting the pieces in place. Um, so, I mean, I think you'll see, I don't think it'll be as eventful as people think. I think you'll see Trump kind of fall in the line. Totally. Just pay attention to the polls closely and kind of do what people want. But, you know, I think that there's both sides are so divided that we're going to see. Like, I mean, people are marching the streets, and that's yeah. you think of Republicans doing that. You know, when Obama won, not the right. Democrats. Were, you know, kind of doing that. But yeah. people yeah. are really divided and really upset. We'll see what happens. So Terrifying. it could really like that could actually fuel the fire. I think. Well, yeah, and then now we have you know peaceful protests going on in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and you have Trump supporters um, bitching about it, complaining <laughs> about protests. Which, by the way. Make you a patriot. Make you American. Really, I think there's just a a frustration that, you know, I don't know what they do or whatever. A lot of people, if they're making money, it's probably for the tax implications. Um, You know, if they're paying 39%, now they'll pay 33%. You know, but um, I think people are frustrated. I think the, um, the, the... uneducated white vote is feeling like we're we're catering to all these other groups but what about us because we've been left behind too we don't have jobs either which and to be uh, fair they have i mean you you've moved yeah. industry out of the country because of of deals like yeah. uh nafta you could say it nafta yeah yeah <laughs> um and that was by a president who was supposed to be for the working man yeah you know absolutely so people now Granted, don't mistake that statement for support, okay? <laughs> um, because it's not. Um, but well, fa- it's a fact. It's fact, right? Right. Jobs left, and he's yes. promising that he's going to bring jobs back, right? Right. To people that lost jobs, correct. But the um, place to do it, because think about it, what were most of those jobs. And I can speak to Pennsylvania because that's where I'm from. That's where a lot of our families are from. Yeah. Um, you know, you look at where you're from, Tim, yeah. in, in Wilkes-Barre, right? And you have, uh, and, and my family is in part, uh, as already discussed, from Hazleton. Um, and so you have these really big, my great-grandfather uh, was a coal miner. My grandfather was, was in the coal mines and stuff. And those are gone. Like, what was the, what was well, the number it, of yeah, tons? It was like, um, so I was recently home and I was actually walking by the river and they have these little, like, um, you know, historical uh, plaques, essentially. And my hometown, a hundred years ago, used to produce like two million tons of coal per month. 
So that's a whole entire industry. We're, but we're just as a country and in the in the West, we've moved beyond coal. We've that technology's moved moved past this. And I actually heard somebody say this the other day: is that there's a lot of people that don't they're just getting access to information. Um, you know, a lot of people in the middle of the country, let's say, that aren't near cities or anything, or they're kind of rural. Um, those people are starting to feel left behind that, that yeah. we're moving too quickly and they kind of want to pump the brakes so they can catch up. And I think that there's uh, an element of that that people aren't really uh, identifying. Right. And, and I think, and to go right along with that, is that they're not going to see these consequences that we very readily see in Philadelphia. They're, they're going in and they're, they're going into their schools and their towns and, and it's another day, just like it would have been another day down here doing this podcast today. If Hillary won, it would have right. been another day. It would have been status quo, and it, it probably would have been a lot funnier, which we <laughs> apologize for. Um, not really, though. I don't apologize, but you understand. Uh, the the point being is that we can hand out the apology. Well, fuck the border yeah. would have been like a spit in the face. Yeah. Instead of now, it's an actual, yeah. cry. legitimate cry, creating dangerously. Yeah. yeah. You know, and and refusing to be silent, and um, and to go along with that, you know, we had um, uh, some texts coming in from other teachers we knew in Pittsburgh on Thursday and stuff. And, and the teacher said, you know, I bet it's a lot different for you. Uh, my students are cheering from the rooftops. Um, and where I grew up, uh, Newtown at Council Rock, they've had, uh, I believe swastikas painted on the school and they've had a number of their Muslim students. Cause that is like, I want to say 98% white, right? They've had some of their Muslim students, uh, be told that eh, your time's up, you're out, you know, and the fucking and- people in Council Rock have to complain about, right. Right, <laughs> but so that might be when we're talking about a median income of seventy seventy one. Right, well, they've just been conditioned to think this way because their yeah. parents are this, and then they're just kind of following footsteps. You know, it's it's really as simple as that. I take issue with that median income, though. There are a lot of poor people. That, no, no, that, of course. So, but you know, if you've got a you know a bunch of people making below poverty, right. and then like a couple of billionaires vote for Donald Trump, well, then you raise mm-hmm. up that median income. That's true. So, because uh, there are a lot well, of poor true. people that are like life is shitty. And it's been shitty, mm-hmm. and it's just gonna get shittier or stay shitty. So let's vote for the guy that. And and well, think about and the too, shame so of it is it's going to get shittier. It well, can only get worse before. It gets well, it's gonna be you we're, know we're an Empire Strikes Back right now. When they're <laughs> no health, doubt yeah no doubt yeah remember when their health care gets they don't have health care anymore mm-hmm. and their food stamps go away. Right. right. Like well, that's a huge issue. So they Obama- can sell their guns. Uh, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, Obamacare failed because we found out that this country is actually sicker than than we thought. Yeah. You know, it's not. I mean, if, if everybody bought in, and, and then it may have worked out. But that's, I think, a, a real reason why at least that blue wall that you see in the Rust Belt kind of fell down is because they're like, wait, my health insurance is now going to go up like at least fifty three percent, and people are just like, just bad timing, bad uh, October surprises for uh, for Hillary. And that. We're 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 in, and that's what we were saying, right? This this is interesting because what usually happens is we see that slow, and perhaps that's what has been happening since yeah. the sixties and seventies that we see that slow sort of degree, like like Phil, you know, let's tax them first. How much? How many smolokas do you have? Just four. Right. Just four. Okay, four dollars a day to be over in our territory. What happens the next day? We'll take all your natural resources. What happens after that? Well, then things start to get fucked up. Take your up. clothes. Yeah, we're gonna take your clothes. Now you're naked. Yeah, and right? I like the way she looks. Right. Yeah. Oh my god. So how about give me because if you, if you remember that's what started Phil is he liked he had designs. In, in her corner, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. And 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 she uh I don't know if he uses the rhetoric that that she uh was above him because she was an inner hornerite or something like that, but she actually liked Cal 
in the in the book, right? She, yeah. She yeah. she was she was interested in Cal, and Cal was one of her own, I guess you could say, um, of the. And when you think inner and outer, I think you do you do think like that. There's a hierarchy there, like inner, especially because the number of people that are there kind of just yeah. seems like there's a hierarchy. Yep. I read it as such, but you know, you know, if I knew if I didn't know better, you would think that Donald Trump read this. And used it as a manual to become president. <laughs> right. I mean, look at the the few phrases I've already read. Uh, it's 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 insane. Right. Look what they look like. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, 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 I but I do back. know better. He he read Hitler's stuff <laughs> to become president. <laughs> well, and that's the, uh, like I'm laughing. I'm laughing because it's so absurd. It's 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 so well, absurd. That's the problem though. We laughed the whole entire mm-hmm. way. We're yep. like, well, there's no the way this time. guy can do it. There's that no would, way. Yes. There's no way he can win the primary. There's we no way he can be the faith. nominee. We had too much faith yep. in in and because and I, and that's a big thing. Like we live snobbish in a snobbish faith. Maybe. 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 But, but not even thing. maybe. It was. We it had was snobbish yeah. faith. And that's yeah. and that's true because I have gone you know uh, to different parts of the country and I've talked to some uh, even family members. I'm not gonna of course out anybody. But like there's these different things where it's like how do you not see that that what's being said is gonna give license to people who feel this way um, and, and it's and it's a lot of people. And then you start to really take a step back and realize like what happened, you know, anytime, if we were all doing all right, right? For instance, I think poverty does have a lot to do with it. If we were doing all right, I don't think many people would be trying to find that that scapegoat or that person to blame nearly as readily or nearly as much. Yeah. Um, if that were if that were the case, and then you know, uh, with Phil though, it's 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 incredibly interesting because everybody seems like they're doing just okay, and Phil's even more frightening. They got a nice coffee shop, dude. They, <laughs> and that and that's what's that's what's really frightening is 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 Phil is incredibly terrifying because it's it's not that there is a gross sort of like economic disparity or something like that. The only thing that, that, that happens is that a natural sort of phenomena happens where inner Horner gets small, right? The crack happens, it gets small, whatever. And, and then there's a, there's, there's a, a breach in the border. Well, that's not the only thing, though. I mean, it, later in the book, when he, that whole story about his father, has, there was some Absolutely. injustice done to his father. Absolutely. And so he's yep, just held yep. on to Thank this. You. And and really just and, and I think he, he's a little bit different as we're relating it to today than Donald in the sense that he really does have a, a an idea of what's good and what's bad, whereas like we might be able to skate around Donald. He might just pander to whatever group is the largest. I think pandering the, is like, definitely the, the word voice. to use. Yeah. Well, and then the other thing to consider that we haven't yet talked about with the book, which is I think one of the best ways uh, that Saunders was able to illustrate what happens when one gets sort of drunk on power and one gets that praise and that that sort of uh, response uh, is when his brain falls out. Yeah, oh, thank you for bringing that right. up. It's his, so his good. Brain fa- like when, and you see it every single time. Uh, you know, I, I, I a bowl of chips. When he's his most effective, when his brain is out. It becomes unbolted. Right. Well, he becomes, and he loses it. Right. Not, not, not only that, like his, his, his language becomes dumber yeah right his vocabulary decreases significantly with every yeah. moment that his brain has fallen out right his brain falls out of his, bo- his body his, off his, his rack off his rack yeah, he's, <laughs> he, he's like a clothes rack essentially yeah right? and and his his brain falls off his rack uh and then he gets less and less articulate his vocabulary decreases significantly um and you just see him i would argue getting dumber uh, with every bit of praise that he continues to yeah. get, right? It's in those moments of of extreme praise um, that his brain falls out and he gets dumber. Again, oddly familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And the people are like, when when he does get dumber, they're like, this is great. Because yeah. I understand. He's it. making sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. So so maybe the people were always like that, right? They elected this other guy. The other king. Yeah, right. Right. President who was a straight stooge. Yes. Yeah. Straight so, stooge is yeah. exactly right. So right. maybe Phil was the leader they deserved. Right. Well, I mean, but that's even now, like, are we not asking enough of our electorate? Like, Probably are, not. I mean, the way that the... Because I mean, the media is a big problem in this book, too. Event, As like, they literally they, talk out of their... Well, that's where their mouths are. Yeah, 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 exactly. their, <laughs> they literally are talking about Their mouths are placed near their asses. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's that also was, like... Saunders is brilliant. And he's, he's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> it was so good. And it would be, as you said, so fucking funny if it wasn't so goddamn real. T- uh, Nick, yeah. I'll tell you. I was reading this the week before. Like I said, laughing. Laughing your ass off. Laughing. Yeah. And then I finished I, it on Thursday. Cool. <laughs> like, fuck. That's why, you know, that idea of... <laughs> What to do is, is 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 so overwhelming right now and why we're having all these conversations because it's what to do when, you know, the instinct for a lot of people who are progressive and opposed to this, I would argue, is flight. I've heard so many people, when you talk about fight and flight, I've heard so many Run. people who I view as incredibly intelligent. Ready to um, leave. Ready to leave. They're like, let's all consolidate to California. People are like saying these rumors about California seceding from the union. All this shit. And it's like, what good does that do for the people that remain? What happens then? I mean, it's privilege, right? If you can actually... If you can actually do it, exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing. A lot of people who are progressive also enjoy that privilege. Right. You know, and and to speak back to to Tim's point about um, things moving really fast, talk about progression, right? That's a a pretty quick moving thing and it has a lot to do with education and and the great equalizer um, that it is. But like... You know, because I can speak from having lived in, in New York City. That was really, really fast. And I didn't think that I could do as much as I wanted to do at times. Um, and when you come to Philadelphia, you realize you can, you can make shit. You can, you can yeah. do shit. And, and you have uh, the cost of living to be able to do that. And you have all these different things that sort of collude to allow you to do that. And so if people are feeling, you know, that they, they can't keep up because stuff's moving fast, I can certainly sympathize with that. I can't sympathize with uh, the moral corruptness that yeah. had to have been at play. To oh, you that talk about the evangelical vote then. Absolutely. I mean, oh, we yeah. thought for years, we vote. thought for years that, you know, we had to cater to this real big religious group. And I mean, if you really look at Donald Trump's behavior, the things that he's said, everything over the past 18 months, I mean, that really goes against Christian values and really values <laughs> and, uh, of America for that matter. Yep. Yep. And it was just like, fuck it. <laughs> I don't fuck even it. care. Right. And We're going to build a how, fucking wall. So how many people vote on one issue? All oh, that's a huge. Well, <laughs> well, no, and most of it's terrorism, but. and they think that. And you know, and Donald Trump's the kind of guy too. Like we're um, already engaged in Mosul and uh, in Iraq, so we're going to defeat ISIS for the most part, and then he's going to take credit for it, like I did it. Yeah, yeah. as Obama leaves his, it leaves the White House. Oh, another another faction will spring up. They, he, they, they, there needs to be another faction. You know, oh, absolutely, we need to we need to stay in a constant state of fear of uh, if there's no Muslims to fight, you know, yeah, what are we scared of then? Right. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, and, and, and they right. invented the, the the war on terror. Like, how yeah. can you end that war? That's an ongoing war with ide- Again, ideologies. Again, that's a war like against this. an Absolutely. abstraction. Exactly. Abs- exactly. And it's almost like uh, when No Child Left Behind was put into play. I know yeah. I make connections to education all the time, but this one is legitimate for sure because to go against No Child Left Behind, which has now caused, in, in a lot of ways, this teach to the test, whole yep. uh, standardized testing uh, thing, um, which benefits one institution, a private uh, institution, 
of course, uh, who makes all our tests and all our textbooks. Um, what you find is that uh, to go against that, you would have had to say, I don't want highly qualified teachers and I don't want highly educated students. You're, right. you're, you're backed into a corner. That was the rhetoric you know, of, like, of the thing that was, it was passed. So when you go to a supermarket and when you're checking out and they ask, would you like to donate to sick dogs? Yeah, and you're I'm like, like oh, oh I don't want to, but what I do. do, you, and, do I'm, and then you say no and walk out of there. Like these people heard me say I don't want to donate to help like sick dogs. I'm, yeah. allerg- right. I'm allergic to dogs. And that's why <laughs> I hate dogs. I'm like I'm a cat guy. <laughs> well, that's not and that, true. And that's how stuff like that gets through, right? And that's, how, and that's how control Absolutely. happens. I mean, that's, I think that's one of the biggest thing here is is like you pointed out earlier, right? Uh, with, with Frida, fear is huge and one of the things that i you know discuss with my my students is is uh you know when you're thinking about that idea how many people in the places that we're talking about have been the foreigner have been Mm -hmm. the immigrant have been the other right being the other is huge because that fear automatically springs that's inherent to all of us to when you're the other when you're out of place to have that fear spring up in your chest and one of two things happens usually you have the courage to confront it and go ahead and, and try and, and engage in that place where you feel fear. Um, or it turns into hate pretty quickly. And you go, look at these people doing this. They don't like me, right? Because I'm the other. And they don't, they don't, they don't care for this, so I don't like them. Yeah. Right? It just shows you how tribal we all are, really. I mean, Absolutely. because a lot of people, I mean, it's definitely a privilege to go and travel to other places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people Absolutely. that grew up in Philadelphia have never left Philadelphia. Right, you know, and that's you know, it's greatest city in the world on the way. I don't know why you do it. Some people don't even leave their like four blocks. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, they yeah. just feel, yeah, they feel content and they feel like these are the people that I know. These the, and and I'll just and I think maybe people vote that way too. Like I'll see what my neighbor's doing because you know I've known them for forty years and, yeah. and that's who I trust and that's who I trust. And, and and if anything, that's a really good point because everything starts at the local. Right. And, and, and if, if people are doing uh, something, one dude can't do much of anything, but we see the, the uh, complacency when, when others become complicit and fill, that's when like, they're the ones ripping people apart. Yeah. They're doing yeah. the monstrous it, things. Yeah. They're doing the monstrous things. Absolutely. And I think that's, that's the biggest thing right now is that we and find ourselves in ever, that time. Do you ever ask yourself, I mean, I know I, I'm my dad, uh, union worker, Worked in pharmaceuticals as an HVAC mechanic. My mom worked at a, or still works. They both still work at. Um, my mom worked at a, a nonprofit, um, and they they were able to make a life for themselves and for me. And they were able to send me to a really nice school and a nice college. And then they were able to help me with my privileged motherfucker. That's my question that I want to ask. Is like, um, we can sit here and say these things. And we believe in them. I mean, I, I believe in what I'm saying. And I believe in the conversation that we're having. But do you ever wonder, in what set of circumstances would you be willing to do the monstrous things? Like, that, to combat something monstrous? or No, to be the monster. I mean, I'm gonna, I, I would love to sit here and say, under no circumstances would I be a monster. Would I do right, monstrous okay. things? I know what you're saying. But I don't know that. And that's what actually is... Because you've been driven to it. Right. I'll, and that's well, what gives I think me that's the a most good point, pause. Though. I think it's a self-preservation thing. I think right. most yes. people... And I think when you're in, you know, like in the book, when they're kind of feeling that Phil is the one that's kind of, you know, power over them, they don't want to upset the herb. Right. You know? so Absolutely. Only, so only Frida did, and that was it. And then she... Yeah. Yeah. But then except she except we, haven't, we haven't brought up the... Uh, the third group of people. The Kellerites, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Outer Kellerites. Outer they just, Keller. They just yeah. circle 
uh, outer horner right their plot of land's a thin strip yeah. that they can only walk, walk in, in single file yeah. Yeah. yeah they can only yeah. um but they have excellent coffee they do <laughs> and a, and 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 a and a very true moral compass because right. they're so far removed well, from any sort they, of conflict. They do, yes. but it's still based on the values of their society. It's like, are we going to, as a as a society, feel bad if we are seeing this take place? It's a good. That's a good value to have, though, isn't it? No, it is, and I think right. that that's where we're going to see, like, with especially with today, like, what's going to prevail? Like, are our institutions that are in place with checks and balances are they going to hold up to somebody that clearly doesn't care about the framework yeah. of this country? Right. And, and or are, are these people like that? Like, and then the, the people that have are following him are, are a lot of times just blindly following him, and just kind of fall you know into that rhetoric, and and it gives rise to all this hatred that we're yeah. seeing and all this other stuff. Yeah. And it's, it hasn't become about politics. It used politics used to be like you have one view, you have one view. We don't agree, but we still have the same end goal. And we'll meet in the middle, make right. the country great, and, and we'll and, and now we're just relying on one guy to make the yeah. country great again. And I say, let's fucking see what he's got. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I no, you know what I mean. I just, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just it's it's funny because I feel like you're Tim only just fell online. We just heard, <laughs> we just, we we just, just heard. saw it happen. Yeah. It I just believe happened. that was a sardonic <laughs> comment, guys. Well, he's only yeah. got two options, right? He can make America great again, or he can fail miserably. And I think we're all gonna, all know he's gonna fail. But yes, yeah. we yeah. do know that. He um, well, hopefully. Well, to to go ah. back to to go back to your point, and that's a, that's a very very important thing to note because we started this by saying silence is something that we can't do. And right now we are clearly voicing something that who knows how long we have the ability to do. But when it comes to action, that's actually what's happening because people yeah. are, are, and I hate to say it, and, and it's something that's just, we, it's already been happening. It's going gonna, it's gonna to hold true, which is people are going to lose their lives because of this. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. People are going to lose their lives because of this. And on both sides too. I mean, if you think about yeah. it, like police officers are probably going to lose their lives and, you know, whatever you know, the disenfranchised persons that are the police are going after, but like it's going to be on both sides. The white male is not losing their lives. No, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. That's why I the question because we're probably going to be just fine. This is, but this is the thing that I bring up is because we can't be just fine unless we're out. Right. We, because when I talk about silence, we we have to be out and we have to say that these are our brothers and sisters. Because if we believe in progressive ideas, if we believe in unity and not division, then we can't be these people from the. We have to show it. It's the only way for things to happen. Yeah. And and we're actually at a time right now where, and that's to to go with that, I I, I, something happened uh, in my head. I think um, that literally just clicked when the when the results came out. I was like very cold. Uh, and I, 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 I guess I knew it was going to happen because of things that I've seen and comments that I've heard and, and just frankly growing up uh, in a place where this kind of stuff was was encouraged, frankly, by by teachers who were complicit. It was beyond silence. It almost be like they'd smirk or take part in something. And and frankly, I, I think something absolutely clicked when I see my Jewish Puerto Rican wife bawling at yeah. this and I go, you're the one. Who, who they're going to target. My sisters yeah. are the ones who might be targets. And frankly, all my students, and I thought that's actually what brought me to tears more was not only her, but more so the hundreds of students who, who are going to be targeted yeah. um, and, and, and by the people that are in, enforcing this rhetoric. And frankly, I think that, you know, it's not even a matter of sleeping while at night. It's, it's that, you know, I'm a victim of police brutality and my whole face shattered uh, I don't hate cops. Right. Right. This was somebody who 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 did something that uh, absolutely 
done a number of times before and 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 it was totally undeserved and it it was something that really shaped me because of probably why I was attacked and not somebody that looks like a J. Crew. Uh, a <laughs> yeah, model. I'm gonna be fine. My, my, my hair was down to my nipples, you know, and and so for me to come up and 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 say anything or, or, or even present myself in that way, you know, I I've gotten into tons of fights when I had I used I always had hair really really long and the amount of times that I was called faggot, I I cannot and had to fight somebody because they felt that way about me. And frankly, I'll be completely honest. I'm somebody who does believe in some, you know, sexual fluidity that I, I don't think it's such a binary. Frankly, I think a little calm, yeah. a little calm. Totally. Today's uh, yeah. empires, Complete. tomorrow's ashes. Yes. <laughs> that will be the album we're talking about. momentarily. <laughs> today's empire, tomorrow's ashes. Great it's a great segment. fucking title, isn't it? It's incredible. Yeah, and that yeah. really is a good song. It's the best part of I the do album. Think oh yeah. Order was the way to go. Well, yeah, I think you're right. I totally think you're right. <laughs> um, when, well, again, when I suggested doing Today's Empire as the song, the title track, yeah, um, I was we were it was pre-election. Yeah, we were like, we were yeah, we're we're good. Everything's ignorant. gonna be great. Yep. Um, and then you know, I, I was convinced, rightfully so, to do "Fuck the Border," and and now I'm just like, I wouldn't want to play any other song. There's not many other songs that could even no. fit yeah. this sentiment. And I'll be honest, you know, uh, it was brought up that idea of he wants to be liked. I think a lot of our politicians, beyond being megalomaniacs for the most part, I mean, frankly, you, you have to have that, right, in you a, a little bit. If you're yeah. running for president. Exactly. Or anybody in a position of power, I would say you you crave yeah. uh, but, validation or, or that ability to move folk. Well, you even look like the fi- you know? fictional characters um, beyond Phil, like you have Miss um, Note from Parks and Rec. Yeah. Doing pretty much all good things, but she's still kind of a megalomaniac, oh, yeah. right? Like she, uh, she wants those good things to be done her way. Absolutely, well, right? that's yeah. why she has, um, you know, tons of binders to tell people. And how not to, to go this. back to my yeah. my question from a little while ago, but you know, I'm in I'm in two bands, mm-hmm. and I'm a writer. Okay, and go on. I'm the guy. <laughs> I, like I want things to go my way. Same. Um, and I want when I write, I want to pe- people to know I'm good. And I can't tell that by your writing, though. <laughs> <laughs> but that my my oh, Jesus, uh, man. You know what? All right. Anyway, back to my point. I guess the congratulation was as far as you were going. That's it. That's uh, it. Ego, ego, right? Is a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. It's a powerful thing, and it shapes who people are. America is an idea, as well Absolutely. as a country. We're not just a landmass with people on it. We are an idea. Um, and An that's ideal. why we get so much, absolutely. But that's why we get so much attention, I think, in large part, because people want to know, I think, in their heart of hearts, everywhere else in the world, like, can that shit work? Can a number of different people from all over the fucking place get together and can they make lives for themselves and then can they get the fuck along? Mostly well, if they're I'll white. You, I'll, but no, but uh, I'll ask you this. I, I, and I like, it. do people coming into this country, or I mean, do people here that are here already think that, you know, p- there are people coming into this country and, and, getting a shot at their dream while we're not taking care of the people that are here already. Right. I Perhaps think, we've I grown, think, and, we've and the thing is gigantic. like, I mean, you know, and I'm using Uber as an example. I mean, interesting. Example. I, uh, let's see how it plays out. <laughs> <laughs> it was the, uh, the Monday before the election. And, um, I was talking to the Uber driver. He was from Jordan and he was like super pumped. Like, he's like, I can't wait to be part of, uh, you know, the American democracy. I'm going to get to vote for the first time. And like, so I think, I mean, and, this is heartbreaking. Well, but I'm just saying, like, these people, they come over here for a better life, mm-hmm. and we afford them the opportunity. Um, 
they want to come here legally, they have to go through the you know the proper protocols yeah. or whatever. But um, I mean, at the end of the day, are we forgetting about the people that are have been here? And right. I think in a lot of ways that we are. Um, I mean, all that we we give our citizens a lot to begin with, but at the same time, you know. I think people just have that like that fear like that somebody is going to come in and they're going to you know change things for them and they want to like kind of push back on that that concept a little bit. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Tim, about forgetting the people that have been here. I think the left, you know, which I, I think if you've if you've made it this far, you you're probably one of us. <laughs> yeah. You're still uh, listening. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've got a pretty big blind spot to our own thoughts. That's a great point. You know, like. Uh, yeah, we maybe did kind of drone bomb a few weddings and maybe hospitals, but no, no, it's all, let's not talk about that. Let's talk about making our our progressive ideals, uh, and policies. Let's pump those through, but let's not worry about, you know, no, we didn't shut down Guantanamo. Uh, we are still bombing Brown people into hating us even more. Right. So maybe they're right. Uh, the people that are still in this country, they're turning a blind eye to the very, it's guy, my heart. I hope it's just a very small faction that are just the racist bigots. I really hope it's it's small and they're allowed. Though, yeah. If Trump has proven anything, it's the loudest person right. is is the voice you hear. Yep. So there's got to be oh so many God. people many on the right that are really losing. They yeah. just chopped it up as a yeah. want as a win. There's, there's, but, yeah, but, but you did, but you did anyway. But I did anyway. I'm, I'm a guest here. <laughs> and guests go first. <laughs> oh man, fuck! Can I introduce a new segment? Go Which for is only going to be yeah. just once. Oh, um, just a one-time. Just segment? a one-time segment. So I, I brought it's the most. Just a thing, man. Can I introduce a thing? Go for it. Yeah. I, I brought us each the most American food there is. <laughs> <laughs> which are um, Chinese fortune cookies. Absolutely. Iron uh, Man 3. <laughs> Anybody remember that well, let's, line? No. Fortune let's see what uh, our fortune, <laughs> this country's fortune. They're an American okay. construct. Maybe. Well, I, I like that there's this air of, there's this air of mystery here. <laughs> <laughs> there is an air of mystery. Oh, that was good. Oh, wow. Let's see what... Uh, Holy Amer- shit, mine's incredible. Mine I'm reading it last. I already... All right, I'll, I'll start. I, I starred this thing. I'm reading this. There's my ego. Fucking right ahead. I'm reading my mind. All right, here's my fortune for America. Necessity does everything well. Uh-oh. Wow. Uh, I hope so. Deep. Yeah. I sure fucking hope so. All right. So was I. <laughs> People got to know. They're so goddamn good. This is all real, ladies and gentlemen. Guys, this I'm is, telling you. This is jazz Ben talking. Kingsley kills it in Iron Man 3 talking about fortune cookies. I don't know if this is good <laughs> advice for the uh, majority of the people in this country, but here goes. Uh, make your judgment trustworthy by trusting it. Oh, shit. Oh, God. That's trust yourself <laughs> and only yourself. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's Phil. He got that fortune cookie. Yeah, got that sitting at that coffee shop. Yeah. He was like, fuck those inner Hornerites. I have um, never compare yourself to the best others can do, but to the best you can do. Also a little shaky. Yeah. Also, <laughs> like, hey, here's a trophy yeah. for being bad. Yeah, that's. Go. Here we go. I'm well, at least it. we'll get rid of participation awards with Trump in office. Well, listen, I, I'm the kid that needed those participation awards. <laughs> he, he wouldn't have continued playing. <laughs> Uh, so, wow, that's a good, that's a good segue. I got a participation work on it. Uh, here's mine though. In prosperity, our friends know us. In adversity, we know our friends. Oh yeah. Jeez. It's like we set that up. 
<laughs> I know, but the crunching. I, I kind of did because I saw it and I was like, "No other one's going to be better than this one." I swear to, to God, that to, was that was real. To that wrap was, it up, that, that was like Cards was. Against Humanity. You know, you pulled the good fucking card. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got it. You're... That was awesome. Um, oh, yeah, man. And to, boy. So when we're when we're when we're talking about this, and you were talking about you know being liked, and we're talking about participation awards and stuff like that. Um, I think. Frankly, what I have is uh, the guy crunching in the mic next to me. Uh, they're so delicious. But this is this is unity, my friends. Fortune cookies are unity and not division. Because if there was division, you wouldn't have this tasty shit. Like, we're not. That's for sure. You know, there's a lot to be said here. But, you know, it, it is very, very tough to maintain your level of seriousness and to, to make sure, like you almost, I, I noticed that I've been holding myself up to, if I'm not talking about something, or I'm not thinking about a way that I can help, or I'm not doing this, um, then I'm doing something wrong. And that, that, that can just exhaust you to the point where you do nothing. You want to curl up into a ball and okay. do absolutely nothing. But I do think that now more than ever, um, we, we absolutely need to show solidarity and unity because division yeah. is the only thing that's gonna, that's actually going to make these these things that are happening whether they're whether they're as widespread as it seems or not they're happening and and that can't that can't stand right. you know um and and so I, you know and it's one of those things you I, you look back and it's it's i can pinpoint so many times in my life where i didn't do something because i could look the part or I didn't stand true to my beliefs. And I think back and look at the ones where I did stand up. And I feel so much better. You know, I feel so, so, so much better. And um, frankly, I'm just terrified for the students who are now just going to be closeted in a number of different ways for a number of different things. Whether it be religion, whether it be sexual orientation, whether it be whatever. Um, because we were getting to a place where you could feel comfortable. Right. Like I just literally talked about sexual fluidity, like that idea. I didn't feel con I, I was made to play with the girls when I was in grade school for years. If I wasn't a good athlete, I would have been made to play with them probably forever. Right. And that's a really, really, really fucked thing, um, because we're in a place now where I wasn't threatened by violence. I was threatened by being ostracized. And now um they, they could be threatened with, with real violence. And I think of all the kids who I graduated Catholic high school with, um, I think of, of, of the people who killed themselves after because things were, uh, they were made to feel like people hated them. And I had students. Well, that's going to come back r real strongly. Yeah. That whole, I mean, because I think that's really what the progressive mindset is. And, and I think it's gotten out of control with the whole PC thing, like where it's just like everything is just, just terrible aggression towards other people. But yeah. like, there is a sense of we've opened it up for for people to feel comfortable with who they are. And I think it's taken yeah. a long time to get to that point. And it just and that's a beautiful ended thing. like Yes. That's huge. Tuesday. The door got like, shut just, on that. And it was barely open a crack. Like you had to run yeah. I mean, and, just and as slide underneath as, it. Just as fast right. as Hillary crashed that glass ceiling, Donald Trump put it right back together again. You know what I mean? Like this is this is this is a turn. I think what a lot of people are doing. And when I have these conversations and the more I think about it, the more I see what's out there is that a lot of people really, really want things to be okay. And I think that they're scared and there's a number of ways to think that this will be okay. Um, and I am literally of the mind that in fact they won't be. And that there's <laughs> going to be, there's a lot, it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. And the way that it will be stymied is um, by showing 
unity. Well, that's another mm. thing. So there are some he, positives he, he of Trump's some, run here. I there mean, are. He, and I brought he, those up. In he class. literally has just kind of shaken. The, I mean, because when you th- I think, I just think about it, like with the evangelicals, like there's no way they're gonna vote for Trump. There's no way they're gonna like turn. You know, they're like the turn the other cheek folks. You know, they just like fuck it. We're we're in. Yeah. You know, just don't take our guns. And it just, I mean, and the thing is, like, he just said whatever he wanted. And and people identified with that because they're sick of the, we have to walk this line, you know, where we yeah. might not believe it, but it is considered political suicide. I mean, he committed political suicide every week. Every week. Every <laughs> fucking did. week. He did. And, and it just, it didn't matter. And people were just like, fuck it. I just spoke his mind. He told it like it was. But he still managed to say Phil. nothing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, Phil. And, 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 and this is, I think, a good transition, a good time, because I'm going to introduce a segment uh, that I think is, is sort of an equalizer, and, and that's uh, education. Um, and, and education, in a lot of ways, is an equalizer because it, it teaches one to think critically uh, if it's done well, and it makes you reflective um, and also exposes you to a number of different things. So, so we're looking at some, some way of, of practicality when we're talking about all this because we're talking about books, we're talking about records, and you can teach these things um, and teaching is an art in and of itself. So uh, one thing that I like to do with my AP language class, we're focused on rhetoric and argument a lot. What I like to do is I, for our AP language, we're focused on rhetoric and argument. We read um, The Brief and Frightening Reign of Phil. However, before we do that, we read Albert Camus' uh, last lecture, uh, which is entitled Create Dangerously, something I read earlier in the podcast, uh, the first line of. And then we also then read... Uh, a memoir of same title, Create Dangerously, by Edward Danikat, who is a Haitian author. Um, and, of course, you know, uh, with Camus being from Algiers, correct, uh, but speaking French, of course, he uh, has a huge audience in Haiti. Like, he's, he's really looked up to in Haiti, uh, which I didn't realize. Um, and so the tie-in there especially is that, you know, the Haitian Revolution of the slaves who literally were slaves, revolted, and then took over the government, is, is huge when we think about uh, this kind of idea of creating dangerously and pushing back and, and all that. And so we have, um, I have them read the lecture, uh, then Danikat's uh, memoir, Create Dangerously, and then uh, The Brief and Frightening Reign of Phil. And essentially what Create Dangerously says is that you are not being an artist unless you are commenting on your time in some way and that you need to comment on your your time because you need to be creating dangerously to be truly considered uh, an artist. Um, and I agree with that wholeheartedly. And so I, I you know, talk about that with the students uh, and then we and then we get into what are we going to do from that? So I believe that, you know, when you're teaching, uh, they need to be doing so they are uh, available or able to write um, a memoir piece or to write a short story where they uh, critique something that is happening in their time. And so after having read those three, they do research on something that's going on in their, in their time, and then they create their own creative piece from that uh, to reflect the ideas and the principles, and they do um, a short sort of like three-page preface where they identify the, the major points that they took out of the three texts um, and how that influenced their research and what they chose to focus on, and then essentially where they ended up and what the process was for them, and then I get the creative piece as well. Um, it's really a really, really 
excellent uh, project, um, and it requires some reading. That's why I do it in the AP class. Um, but frankly, it works uh, really, really well. I teach at a music school, so they're all musicians and artists to begin with. Um, and so they just gravitate towards that idea of creating dangerously, um, which I think is something we should all consider and do. Um, and so I put that out there. Those three texts uh, worked in conjunction with one another. You literally have a lecture, so you can really look at the rhetoric that he's using. Um, you can look at the numerous devices that he's using. You have then the memoirs. So you can look at how that creative nonfiction element comes about and how that works. And then, of course, you have straight fiction uh, in the form of the novella, The Brief and Frightening Reign of Phil. So you hit a number of common core standards, if you're worried about that. Uh, almost all of them, frankly. You don't you have to be worried about that anymore. Right, yeah. That's that, gone. That's gone. Um, <laughs> And then of course you have, uh, then of course you have the the creative writing, but also the research writing. So you literally hit just about everything you're asked to hit in Pennsylvania as a teacher uh, to do that piece. So I wanted to put that out there. It's also those pieces open themselves up to so much more. So that is our, how the heck would I teach that <laughs> segment for the brief and frightening reign of Phil? That was a good segment. Yeah. Thanks, man. I liked it. Cool. Strong. Um, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't teach it any differently. Sweet. Um, so, speaking of uh, getting some ideas now, let's move into our record. Propagandi, uh, this was your suggestion. Yeah. Um, Gregorio. Propagandi is one of uh, the few bands in the world that I actually think um, say things and uh, say them well and at the same time frighten me. Um, with their stances and their execution. Um, Propagandi is a, they started off as like a NoFX sort of pop punk, really fast skate punk record uh, band. And then they turned into this thrash punk sort of progressive metal rock and roll band that is staggeringly talented. And um, at the same time, they, they throw some shit in your face that you think, uh, why haven't I thought that before? Yeah. Um, now, we're talking about today's uh, Empire's Tomorrow's Ashes, um, which was sort of the first album of theirs that they went into that thrash punk sort of mode. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, is that two thousand one? I believe. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah, I think, it was I think you're right. Yeah. And um, it was, it's tremendous. Yeah, it's tremendous. It, it is. It is. It's fast. It's brutal. Um, and and it's going to kick your teeth in with stances that uh, will make you feel uncomfortable. Which, I mean, in my mind, uh, you know, if you're not making somebody feel uncomfortable some way in punk, um, you're not doing it right. And one positive, we talked a little bit about positives that can come out of this. Uh, one positive is there's probably going to be a slew of fucking great punk songs and, and albums and bands that spring up in opposition. Protest songs. Uh, so that, people, might be, people that might be sweet. People say that a lot. Oh, at least there's going to be great art. Right. When, when Bush yeah. was in charge... Uh, what was the great art? There was eight this years. album. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's Radiohead put out a great album. Hell well, Radiohead, Radiohead was already out. Right. I mean, it doesn't always have to be new. It could just be great art that wouldn't have come about yeah. otherwise. Is, is this album great art? I would say yes. I mean, if you're, if you, yeah, as a... Are you, are you an elitist... Uh, when it comes to art, because I've had this conversation a number of times. My ivory tower. I can see you up there, and I'm gonna <laughs> fucking pull you down because, frankly, um, this is this is a conversation that springs up all the time. And I don't uh, I don't necessarily agree that the division is as great as the gulf is as great as a lot of people like to think that it is. Um, 
because when you think about the canon, for instance, right, uh, there's also a canon of great music. Uh, and typically it's very classical. Uh, rarely does it involve a band like a Propagandi. When, as I said earlier, it would probably have taken me, I want to say, a full week. I'm playing the drums for like two decades. Probably would have taken me a full week of, of really listening to yeah. and practicing that song to get the fills right. Well, that's musicianship, not... What are you saying? <laughs> I mean, musicianship is different than, than art, right? Like, like, like Dream Theater, any progressive rock band. Like, that's a good point. They're just like Steve I. Like, right. Yeah, but to, that, like, that's... about your life to shred it. pageantry. Dream theater is pageantry. Isn't isn't like an, I would agree. Isn't just uh. like a crazy drum fill in the middle of an already fast song? No, I oh, think it's no. it's, what's, it's the, what's the difference? The placement. Well, it's taste. Hold on, let's, taste. let's let's talk about this for a second. Really, really, it's taste. <laughs> oh yeah, I think taste is a huge part of great art. It's well, great art if it's tasteful because anybody can do anybody well. can do. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody can noodle, right? Anybody anybody cannot noodle. I can't noodle. That's what makes it. I can't noodle. But here's let me just say, okay, there's an. This is a great question, Daniel. Um, Rush, okay, is one of my favorite bands. I love progressive music because it's really hard and it sounds interesting and it sort of bends your your ear a little bit differently than than typical stuff. Um, Rush has a song on their 2007 record, Snakes and Arrows, nice called Malignant Narcissism, and it is essentially a three and a half minute long bass solo. Now, why I believe as to be expected. That to me is art, is self awareness. Being able to acknowledge the absurdities in your own craft and create something that is ear candy and highlights those wonderful. Yeah. Really capitalizes yeah. on those things. I, I agree. That I've, um, you know, when I was younger, I used to watch a lot of drum instructional videos and stuff. And, um, uh, uh, Phil Rudd, the drummer of ACDC, was on one. Um, and he said uh, how he started was he would put all the fills in. He would put everything in and take away. Um, and, and, and to find that really tasteful, sort of uh, healthy um, medium, I guess. Uh, and that, that, I think, is really, really important. To recognize that you have a proclivity to do this as an artist. Um, and that perhaps... You might be really, really good at this thing that you do, um, but that doesn't make it great, right? Just being good at something doesn't make you mm -hmm. great, right? And so if you're able to find a tasteful balance, like at this point, we all know just about anybody can identify the chords that resonate most with people and, and that, that formulate most pop songs and stuff like that. Um, but when we're talking about music, there's this, this tastefulness that involves so many different variables, um, and I, I, it's very difficult to articulate. And isn't art supposed to challenge? I mean, yeah. in terms of, you know, you're kind of assaulting people with a, a song like Fuck the Border. Yeah. Or a band like Propagandi. Although there are intensely, intensely listenable songs on this album specifically. Well, that was almost my aversion to uh, Today's Empire's Tomorrow's Ashes. Yeah. I, it was almost not abrasive enough right to, to capsule encapsulate the, uh, right. the feeling yeah. and if you haven't heard the song you listen to it and know that it's not abrasive enough that it goes more <laughs> abrasive yeah, it's, a, it's a pretty fucking intense song what today's empires uh fuck the border oh yeah fuck the border yeah, fuck yeah. The bo well i'm saying today's empires as, was, as was like, not abrasive as the song enough. itself yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the title track yeah. like but, that's that's just as fast yeah. but it has like a little hook to it a little more pop punk, yeah. Yeah, um, it's more more like prog rock though too, right? Yeah, it has some stuff. It yeah. has some proggy stuff in it. Yeah, yeah. 
in a very Canadian way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, Canadian. Well, I was going to say, do we have, because I was thinking back on this uh, before I knew it was going to be more of a serious uh, adventure. Um, but talking about Canadian musicians. Uh, Getty I've, Lee. Brian Adams. Alex Lifeson. Yeah. Neil Peart. Yeah, really, really. <laughs> this uh, is good. That was the entire band. Rush. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I have a lot of... Derek of... Wibley of Sum 41. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Do we find ourselves in a puddle of mud? Can we edit oh, that? Jesus. <laughs> Mike, you can <laughs> cut that part out, buddy. I well, remember being as my uh, favorite Neil Young, Canadian. Canadian. Yeah. The band, Canadian. Uh, Death from Above, 1979. Canadian. Uh, and then the other one that I love. I'm going to say it again. Avril Lavigne. <laughs> Who was married to Derek Wibley of Sum 41. I'm glad you took that. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I didn't want to acknowledge that I knew that. And um, now married to uh, the dude from Nickelback, <laughs> Chad Kroger. Chad, the Kroger, the Krogs. Uh, I was him. They're Canadian, just, right? Yeah. I think I was him for like seven Halloween straight while I was in college for those nine years. You saw the, the video to photograph, stuff. right? The most mm-hmm. literal photograph ever. He's holding a Polaroid to the camera whilst singing. Look at this photograph. <laughs> <laughs> See that, Daniel. So that's not that, that's not art. Yeah, that's <laughs> right? Jesus. there we go. At least we can say what it's not. Yeah, Perhaps right. it's harder to qualify what it is, but we know what it's not. And like this photograph by Nickelback is in the that, that's is up it, there. Is it that like is, this? Yeah, and it's not art. I would even say that photograph by Filter. Oh <laughs> you take my yeah. picture is you shut more your art, mouth. Is more art than well, he's the oh, guitarist yeah, right, from Nine right, right, Inch right, right. I was going the other way. Yeah. All right. So what about reactionary? Reactionary. What about photo? Photograph from Weezer. Now is that more art? Simply because it's from Weezer, which has yeah. a long-standing <laughs> tradition of being more artful than other bands, I would argue. Except after two thousand one. Okay, <laughs> valid point. Um, but I was going to say the one I love the most from Canada, although definitely above fights these guys all the time, is um, is a broken social scene. I yeah. love broken social scene. Cool, I think man. they're great, and they're they're. Like you talk about art, they have all the, and that's not to say, well, even Arcade Fire is like some somewhat Canadian, right? Half Canadian, something like that. Mm. Um, but they have like the art Arcade Fire arrangement and 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 array of uh, music, uh, musical instruments that are that make the music, but have restraint. Um, they have restraint. They don't <laughs> yes. overindulge, and they also don't uh, just take out. Like you listen to Funeral, and I, I want to say like three or four songs on that album. By Funeral's Arcade cool. Fire have the same exact drum beat and the same exact change that uh, at the end it goes. <laughs> yeah, you're right. right? It, it just comes into that, that real straight four, four yeah, yeah. at the end. And, um, it's not, not that I'm, uh, I like the big it. smile on your face when you're doing that. Yeah. It's like a wind up monkey type thing. And uh, it happens so many times on that album. That album's an EP, right? It's like seven or eight songs, nine yeah. songs, maybe. Actually, I think it's 10. Um, it's still an EP. My favorite Canadian artist, um, Leonard Cohen. R.I.P. R.I.P. Leonard Cohen. Yeah. He and died on what? He died on Monday. They didn't release it till Thursday. That's weird. so. And, and wow. he's he's Jewish, right? He's already he was in the ground by the time they announced his death, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the. Uh, it was yeah. tough. I know. And he just put out a record days. that was that was really damn good, apparently. Yeah. I'm really? Sorry. Yeah. He just much put like out a Bowie. new record. Yeah. Much like, much Bowie. like Bowie. Yeah. Oh, was it's actually it's it's amazing. NPR is streaming it. For real. Fantastic. I found a way to rip it off 
God damn it! You're you a thief. Give them. I put the I put <laughs> the pre-order in at the record <laughs> shop okay. already. All right, all right. I went all down right. to the record we shop. We misjudged. I'm sorry. Put the pre-order in. We it wasn't out yet, but I, the gun. I wanted it. I wanted it on my. Uh, I apologize. Yeah, so I, I, saying, yeah. I wanted it on my no, phone. I know so you I could love run. him, and I'm like, ah yeah. oh, man, why would you? That's what. That's what killed him. <laughs> I stole one too many records. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he knew. Uh, great but, album. It's no. It's no uh, propaganda. Listen, let me talk about. Look, go for it. Propaganda is an important band right um in that they do things that punk rock bands don't do anymore mm. and they they aim to challenge their listener and by the way they're huge rush fans so they love progressive music too so you have this really weird um sort of mix of punk and the thrashier elements of metal and progressive rock that really turn into these they have beautiful cohesive albums that are as that can be as pretty as they are brutal within a minute of each other. Yeah. I mean, it's astounding. If you listen to um, Failed States, which came out in 2011, I want to say, or Supporting Cast, which was in 2000. I can't even remember the dates. And then Potemkin They have so City's many like, albums. That's a thing, yeah. too. Yeah. And I they mean, take their time, too. So it's just... A, it's, it's, a, yeah. <laughs> it's a testament to their longevity because they, they, they just... They put so much time into their records... And they're just so good. I think one of their songs, um, they're like molasses. Speck, <laughs> it's Canadian. Speculative. There's a song called "A Speculative Fiction" off uh, their uh, the album Potemkin City Limits, and it won a ton of Canadian music awards because it is it's essentially a satirical song about kicking all American delegates and American citizens out of Canada. I nice. mean, it is it's intense. You guys want to lay a track? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is there, <laughs> Are we? Do, do we have any other further comments felt, felt like on propaganda? I there was something to say about uh, propaganda that I that I didn't didn't mention. Oh, right. here's some highlight tracks. If you want to do some highlight tracks, go for it. Purina Hall of Fame, good one, right? Which just they totally. I mean, as it's fading out, Chris Hanna just starts to shred, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is not, uh, you know, that's not a hallmark of punk music. No, it is not. That's a lot also of what they do is a hallmark punk music yeah. at its core yeah it's like it's refused in that way yeah you know, where they where they take those like because refuse is, is was a hardcore band you listen to their first ep and you get that straight but the, the and the drums i think have a lot to do with that mm. not because i'm a drummer mostly but but mostly uh, because you're drums. a drummer <laughs> drummers are uh the i would say they are at the core of good punk music oh uh, no doubt no the bass is actually your rhythm section is yeah. your whole thing. Well, your rhythm you section. You could do almost nothing uh, up front, right? Because you're screaming or you're, you're, and that's. I do not mean to discount the lyrics because they are huge. Oh yeah, um, I mean. They, but you're right. I think the rhythm a, section, music point, as a music point, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and that's the same for any music. Any band or song is dead without a yep. tight rhythm section. Yeah. Yep. Singers and guitar players get all the fucking glory. Um, yeah. I never had any glory ever. You <laughs> will today, friend. Well, look you, at you will today. I was monster. both a singer and guitar player for 15 years. I got nothing. <laughs> Today's your day, my friend. We'll continue. What, what are the other uh, um, you got for us? Uh, the Motor League. What's the track? Um, I can't remember the title of it, but it is essentially a, an indictment of every bonehead who's ever gone out to party and fuck shit up. Um, and it's great. It's just making fun of them, start to finish. And on top of that, it's a thrash metal song. <laughs> you know, this is awesome. Yeah, um, just swimming in irony. And I think required listening on this one is the title track: "Today's Empire's Tomorrow's Ashes." Yeah. And if you look at those lyrics, uh, 
tough. Might as well yeah, write them tough. today, you know? Yeah. Uh, no doubt. I mean, it, it's, well, I think fuck the board of the lyrics are incredible too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, as as a non-punk fan, it's like it's not my go-to. Yeah. But I, I like music, you know. Yeah. I'll listen. Uh, I I think I'll I'll revisit this one from time to time. No, it's great. It was a good album. It's great. Yeah. Was, and I, I never heard. I've never heard of them until, until this. I had a teacher buddy who would uh, when we were at um, uh, high school in, in North Philly. Uh, he would play the propaganda and only propaganda between classes. Yes, uh, when he had a prep. See, that's to weird. Just get himself <laughs> hyped, hyped, so that he would he would be like recentered. <laughs> you know? It literally would like center him. And I, I was, uh, he's, uh, he's he's the absolute man. He's actually in a band, uh, which is way more laid back. I was always surprised that he loved punk as much as he did, and then played. Uh, stuff that might be Brian Adams. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I was always like, man, uh, finally we recognize so interesting. Brian Adams. So interesting. And Isn't that you, our uh, album for next month? Brian Adams' uh, greatest hits. <laughs> uh, if, you, no. if you ever do have a chance to see Propagandi, do it. Oh, I definitely will. Um, they they don't come around often, and in the next four years they might not be back. And they recently acknowledged that, and they're hilariously. I have to assume that their Canadian accents are done to make fun of their American audience. It's like, oh, yeah, we're propaganda from Canada, eh? Uh, <laughs> welcome to the show, you dum-dums. <laughs> and uh, uh, we might not be back for the next four years or so. Because <laughs> <laughs> you just saw them, right? Oh, yeah, I saw them uh, twice uh, at Fest in Gainesville, Florida. Nice. Uh, two weeks ago. Oh, that sucks. You had to go to Gainesville, Florida. Gainesville, Florida is actually really swamp. cool only when Fest is going on. <laughs> That's what I would uh, imagine. Yeah, it, but it's it's bon- it's a great time. It's like the middle of Pennsylvania is only cool when the folk festival is going yeah, on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's do this thing. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's play it. Or, let's know, rip up my, my vocal cords. Piss my pants anyway, so let's yeah, do it. Let's do it. Welcome back, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We really hope you enjoyed that bit of Canadian aggro awesome. A. Triple <laughs> A. <laughs> Fuck the border. Fuck the border. Uh, absolutely. It's a little on the nose, but I think it's exactly <laughs> yeah. what needs to be played today. Sometimes you need yeah. it right on yeah. the nose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
uh, create dangerously thing. We are, we're pulling from a brewery that does just that all the time. I think their their slogan is uh, "No brew gods, no brew masters, just beer," and that is Tired Hands Brewery in Ardmore, Pennsylvania. Love it. Um, they're fucking great. I'm, I haven't met my fuck quota for the day. I don't think so. <laughs> more. I the the cussing levels are very low. <laughs> I know. We need to bring Which them way up. I mean, that. Talk about irony. Jesus. Um, <laughs> they so, might have the snobbiest bartenders. I'll be honest. The woman that I was there uh, was my bartender. My buddy Jared, who I mentioned in the previous cast, who brews bunch, um, he knew her by name. So I had no chance to interact okay. on a unfamiliar level, I guess. I've heard many stories. Yeah. Of it, just, it's, you know, they, they, they brew like such a um, very particular beer. Right. And if you even ask about it, it's like you're met with. With uh, no like an like an air of of. Oh. So is that when you go to like a Stephen Star restaurant, like a, hey, welcome to uh, Distrito. This is a tapas restaurant, <laughs> and uh, today we have a special enchilada. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like how my mom says mozzarella. It's like what? Yeah, it's uh, it's I fuck Stephen Star by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. Was that part I, of your? Uh, was was that I didn't say. I, I meant to say like. I was about to say, I don't like, but then I cut out the don't like, and I just said, I, you know what? Fuck Steven Starr. <laughs> I thought that was part of like your non-binary oh, yeah. sexual fluidity. You're just yeah, <laughs> Steven Starr said, he's in my, he's in my fucking. <laughs> no, I just fucking hate that guy. I hate all those restaurants. I hate every single one of them. The best why? one. Or maybe we shouldn't. Anyway. We should now, let's talk about this Yeah, beer. no, we're talking about this. Um, no, I, I just, actually, I just hate one. It's that, um. The uh, the taco, it's like a taquiera, just super Elvez? upscale. And yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's garbage. Uh, what is it? Elvez. Elvez. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's highly overrated as well. I yeah. like Dandelion. It's like a British. Yeah. Theme. Oh, actually, Authentic that is good. Yeah. yeah, they have great expensive that, beers on draft. Yeah, never mind. I don't even know where that is. I don't know why I would ask. So yeah. let's move on. In any on. case, move forward. <laughs> uh, so we have for the season and for the theme uh, picked uh, Tired Hands Mystical Porter, the Hyperspace Zeitgeist. Which is the best beer name ever. Yeah, it's uh, it's incredible. Also, not to get off on another tangent, which I want to stop us right here, but the movie's like, it's incredible. Um, if you want to talk about <laughs> figuring out what's really going on, holy shit. Uh, so this is brewed with chocolate malt, caramel malt, or as I say, caramel, and freshly ground Awake Minds coffee. Another reason why we chose it, because of the Awake Minds coffee. Just trying to get that in there. Uh, by our great friends at Reanimator Coffee. Heaps of PA wildflower honey. And the list goes on, but we're going to see if we can pinpoint some of those things when we give it a taste. So uh, cheers, gentlemen. Gentlemen. Cheers. cheers. I like a nice porter on a lustry. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you guys Autumn actually day. took a whiff of this. It is like extremely coffee. Right. And Absolutely. Mm. This was... Um, you can really smell the zeitgeist. We, we <laughs> got a growler of it. Uh, and we didn't crack it till now, so it's probably been... Good. Wow. Roasty. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Not oh, a. Wow. You can't taste a trace of hops. Amen. No. That is can't. really. That's tremendous. Malty, toasty, roasty. I think you, that um, caramel flavor really comes through. Actually, did I you feel, feel like it at the end? I, I was getting it at the end. Well, I think it finishes Perhaps with it's that. Honey. Yeah. You have wildflower honey. It's in this like part. in my nose. Oh, you're like yeah. Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. There's always this an is, Eeyore. This is the big thing that I didn't mention, which I'm just getting it now as I'm letting it sit, is uh, the baby ginger. It's like not a really abrasive ginger flavor. I'm getting that on the nose. You get it, yeah. Well, I got it on the, the tongue at the end there. Um, it's got an excellent mouthfeel. Mm. Good mouthfeel. So apparently there are notes of gingerbread, roasted chestnuts, um, 
chocolate, cardamom, and uh, cortado. I wish you didn't tell me. I wish we would have like been able to describe them all. Because now like you look for that. Yeah. Which I is sometimes nice like after the fact. But Well, I don't know, man. Because how... my palate is trained to Coors Light. Yeah. And I wouldn't have been I'm able to. Sure. It's like it tastes been... like a dark beer. <laughs> well, all I got was really the toasty and the roasty off the... Of yeah. the thing with a little bit of the ginger, but that was only because I knew there was ginger in it too. And I, yeah. like you said, but my buddy Jared said that same thing. He was like, "Dude, you shouldn't say it." Because I told him how I was gonna, uh, I was praying to say it. He was like, "You definitely shouldn't say it. You guys should just try and figure it out." And I was yeah, like, "There's probably only one of us who'd be able to do it." Yeah. Listen to Jared. <laughs> yeah, Jared knows. Well, doing. it'd be funny because I think everybody would try and get it completely wrong. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe coffee and chocolate would come through, but I think I'm get getting a, some uh, candy cane. Like, <laughs> anybody else getting candy cane? This. <laughs> Could we get a, uh, is there a fortune cookie? <laughs> like if anybody nailed it. ginger on the head, I'd be like, yeah, This right. tastes like, uh, we could get like Canadian a, punk. A guy who could, a taste test expert to come in for the show. Well, and teach Jared's us. brewing us a beer for the show. Oh, really? He's, he's dedicating it to the show. So um, I'm going to have him come on when we do the beer section for that. Nice. So we can go through because he knows what he put in there, but he can also yeah. you know, taste it. This is really um, delicious. I like it a lot. I actually. Uh, I like it better yeah. than the stone one. Well, it's not like IPAs, but as far as quality yeah. of beer, they're probably... On par. I could drink a growler of this. Yeah. In right. the night. Tired yeah. Hands is good, man. They're, uh, you know, the microbrew, you, you, you thought like we kind of hit saturation point. Yeah. What they came out two years ago, three years ago, maybe? Something like that, yeah. And they're local. They don't, uh, they don't, they don't bottle. I think they're starting to. They can. Their, mm-hmm. yeah. So every, every. A buddy of mine got Wednesday? me cans for um, a housewarming gift back in February. The question that's probably weighing on all of our listener mind <laughs> uh is it a presidential beer is it a presidential beer you know what i'll say this it reminds me of the thomas jefferson ales of the revolution yeah from his Yards. porter yeah but kind of reminded with his porter with the uh franklin spruce ale absolutely yeah because yeah, you're getting those real earthy notes in there well, i think it's, it's, a, it's a it's a washington porter isn't it and it's a jefferson ale Jefferson, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah it's different because Jefferson is the, the highest percent. I think that's like the nine. That's the one I go. It's eight percent. It's what I go for first. Yeah, yeah. Although I like the spruce ale the best. That's the Franklin spruce ale, right? Yeah, it's always okay. the last one to go in the uh, the cooler. It, uh, I think the uh, one of the yeah. things we should bring up since we're having a beer is one of like the political tests over the years. Who would which candidate would you want to sit down and have a beer with? Oh, so despite, you know your views i think i'd much jimmy rather Carter. have a beer beer with trump i mean that's, everybody would rather have a beer with trump I just would, to pick his brain and see i would not want to have no you would because you would, would want to get you right but at the same time you want to like do you actually believe the shit that you're saying or like what is like you so you're, there's so you're, much information that you'd want to, i mean well first of all who wants to have a fucking beer with hillary clinton i i i don't want to have a beer with hillary clinton as much as i want to have one with jimmy carter well, I'll no. be perfectly honest with you. He's the dude who I would want to have. This was said past the present. He's the dude who I would want to have. Saying. Joe Biden. What, you don't want to have a beer with, with uh, Gary Johnson? The, no, dude. The, 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 Smoke the, a joint with Gary Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> well, the guy that so many folks went with. That guy's right. fucking uh, stupid. I don't want to say it. <laughs> yeah, but I, th- I think if you're scared, you and I just took a peek. You're much bigger than My me. My favorite so you is that everyone, you know, as a libertarian, every, every socially progressive... Uh, thing that he did is only because he doesn't want to regulate anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I don't want to be perfect. bothered with it. Yeah, forget it. I don't want to deal with it. I don't know yeah. anything about it, so I'm not going to bother with it. So you would say Trump, though, Tim? I mean, I've given the two choices out of Hillary or Trump. Well, yeah. you said past to present. No, Any I didn't. President. But I it was, said, either way, 
We no, can roll cause... back the tape, Mike. <laughs> Mike, I need a ruling here. Play back and make that tape. I think if we listen to this, if we if we go back to the beginning, I think my uh, Tim has slowly turned into a Trump apologist. <laughs> Love Trump. Just uh, over time. Can't can't wait to see what happens. Yeah, when no, you look, saying, when you look like, like you do, you uh, you're safe. <laughs> my safe. <space. laughs> No, I just think, like, given the two options, I'd probably have a beer with Trump. Just to, I mean, I think there'd be so much to find out. It'd be so interesting mm. to have a beer with him as opposed to Hillary You're Clinton. You're urgently curious. Like, where the well, soft Hillary spot Clinton would just tell you everything can... you wanted to hear. How about this? So Could she bring home. Bill? Then I'd have a beer with I'd him. have a beer yeah. with yeah. Bill. Yeah, I'd have a beer with Bill. <laughs> yeah. And that's true, not like a sexist true thing. True gentleman. I just, true I just, I, uh, yeah. no, I mean, I, I, I would like to hear him play sax. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> yeah, can we have a beer? Can we do exactly this? Let's see if he Let's let's jam and uh, guys yeah. want to hear me play some sax. <laughs> yeah, are we I, are we introducing impressions? Impressions? I can. I, no, that's fine. I hope not. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I can do. Uh, I can do. Uh, what's his face? Merrill Reese. Wait. Nice. <laughs> um, actually, there, to to bring it back, I had a couple um, of things, and they were strictly with the beer section that I misspoke on the last episode. So I want to clear that up. I said the Miller eighteen fifty seven. 2007. It was actually the Miller 1855 because that's when it was founded. And that was the beer that I was referencing, which I looked online and I was like, it's the perfect mix. It's fuck, And I stand by that. Everybody gives it like a 1.5. There's like, no, nobody thought what I was thinking, um, which is fine. And then uh, the beer that Jared made, the, the two like new hops, another air quote, were the uh, Pacifico and the uh, Mandrina Bavaria or something like that. They're two new ones. Um, which I think one is from New Zealand, which now I'm misspeaking again. I'm not to say it. Yeah. I like the segment where we uh, retractions and corrections. Corrections, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to add that, so that's why um, I thought I'd put that in there because it's it's worthwhile if somebody's you know, yeah, yeah. gives a fuck about the um, the hops. Here I go. It's just loose <laughs> now. Fucking hops. Just man. dropping the, the, the cuss levels are coming up. Yeah, yeah. Well, probably because we just played that song um, yeah well, jacked up and we really did it so many f-words in it, <laughs> it did. there were so many f-words in that song how many yeah. are audible well, uh, definitely the chorus there's 12 right? 12 in the chorus alone yeah 12 uh, in the chorus is alone i think there's at least four or five in the meat of the song yeah besides so we're close to 20 yeah. so maybe that took the place of all yeah the a minute and a half long song it's just filled <laughs> filled yeah which is fuck yeah. fuck filled adventure yeah absolutely well, I gotta say, I think uh, w- when you have these conversations, and um, you know, whenever and wherever they happen, I feel like one thing to always kind of keep in mind is that you gotta pause at some point, and and whether it's over a beer or something like that, you gotta think. Let me take a minute. Um, that doesn't mean that you're not doing something. It means that you're getting yourself ready to do something. I feel like you're, you're um, processing. You yeah, know, it's, reflection is a big part of a it's huge. you know development. It's huge. And uh, I think that's the thing that, that really happens is, is, especially on social media, you see, like, if you're not doing this, then you're not doing anything. And if, if you're not constantly whatever, then, then you're not a part of the solution. You're part of the problem. And I, I feel like that's that's a really difficult thing to uphold someone to. I think one thing that um, a lot of people have been saying is if you know of a space where um, you can do good and you can be helpful uh, to volunteer there and give your time. Um, to something that you stand by because you can't do something for everything and everyone, but you can do something. And that's the biggest thing. It's getting off the couch and not being a, uh, what are they called? Armchair. Um, Armchair uh, quarterback. Right. But in this case, it would be, uh, it would be uh, somebody who. Pacifist. Who is a. a uh, <laughs> An armchair pacifist. Michael, what is that? What's that? That phrase? Slacktivist. Slacktivist. Thank ah. you. <laughs> Slacktivist. 
Absolutely. That's 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 the biggest thing. Is, and that's uh, a Gen X thing, right? That's fucking slacker central, right? Isn't that that was their thing? Right. Absolutely. Right. And then they don't, a, I don't give a fuck. And they had a bunch of kids that were no surprise. Yeah. Slackers. Yeah. Fucking millennials. But I feel like the new generation uh, is more kind. Yeah. The younger kids, I think they're more kind than we ever were, uh, or the people that were older than us. Ever yeah, were. I hope so. It's almost like it makes sense, you know, uh, if, if we think about it, as, as far as like a balance and uh, the way yeah, things go. Yeah, I thought my, my generation, our, our generation, I guess, well, I guess we're sort of the same. I thought we were yeah. pretty kind and accepting, but I'm wondering if that was just because I'm born and raised in Philadelphia. Yeah. But, you know, you can understand at least. You know, it's like we're all writers. Um, you know, what's one of the rules about developing a character? You know, it's like your reader doesn't have to like them, but they have to understand right. their motive. Yeah, you know, why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's, I mean, speaking of steps, that's like such an important step at the very least. To, to so, like, yeah, how do we understand yeah. the right so we can, or, you know, that segment that's, that's so hateful right. or that's so against the things that we're believing in and, uh, you know, how do you get to the point where you get to sit down and have a beer with them? Yeah, right. To understand them, so you can have a conversation. Like, yeah, there's it's so there's so many steps removed yeah. from that kind of just. I would argue that's kind of the the starting point is to be able to have a discussion. But you have to do X, Y, and Z to even get to the point where you we can don't want to anymore. We just want to say we're right and you're fucking wrong. Yeah, right. Well, it's it very, would be uh, interesting to have a beer with those people because I think I think we brought this up. Earlier, those people. What the people fuck are, do you mean by those people? You're banned. Basically, oh. <laughs> the basket of deplorables, if you will. But no, but like anybody that supported something that is different from your views, just to kind of right. see what that is. And I think what you find out a lot of times is it's really going to be single issue and then the rest are thrown out the window. I was just about to say that. And I think that's kind of crazy. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, when you try to look in the cities, there's more knowledge or more access to knowledge, and you try to weigh all of the things and try to look for the better option. But a lot of people are just like, nope, no terrorism. Yeah, and I'm gonna go with who I think is the best gonna the best to deliver that. Because my it's fear crazy. doesn't become courage to really look at things. Right, things. right, it becomes hate, and that's where it is. It's funny too because I know um, traveling abroad, uh, the beers that you're offered either go dark or light. Like you don't get this <laughs> this wide variety, and now we're criticizing this this wide variety that we get because it's almost like too much, you know, and and stuff like that. And we're like, oh my god. There's a, there's this that and a third and then we it, feel some sort of pretension coming yeah. off the people who who are highly knowledgeable about that. I think that that beer analogy is a pretty good one because yeah. I know I felt that way where I walk into a place, literally go to the jukebox, and it almost seems like obscure bands for the sake of being obscure rather than taste and quality. Yeah. Um. And then I go to the bar and I'm like, hey man, um, you know, do you have a do you have a a session beer or something like that? Because I'm probably gonna have a few. Um. And they're like. Psh. Well, we have. And, and Imagine if get, you ordered a Miller Lite. Yeah, and that, exactly. You know and then I mean? you get like, you get this sort of you get this sort of pretension and and, and reaction. Um, and there is a lot of like, uh, if you're if you're this, you've been this. And I feel like it's just so much more gray. It's just everybody yeah. is in some goddamn gray area, and all the time, all the time, and all the time. Like we're literally drinking this highly crafted porter. And a rolling rock pony. <laughs> Come on. Like most of us have one in each hand. I think uh, I think that might be it. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't have uh, Well I wanna thank else. you guys for having me as a guest on your show. Thank Appreciate you. It. it was a lot of fun. Thank you. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's been on uh, I've been wanting to say it. Fuck you, Tim. I just wanna <laughs> <laughs> <So. laughs>
Thanks for being a guest, but uh, nah. You're never invited back ever. Yeah. So this is not an episode of Book Record Beer. Yes. And may I say to everyone, please be good to each other. The brief terrifying Raina Phil, I would argue that we started with Fight Club and we've picked another that I think would be required reading. Yeah, I think especially now. Yeah. So I, I think it should be required reading and um I think propaganda is is certainly worth a listen. Yeah. Just email uh, Nick Mahalik at uh nickmahalik dot com. <laughs> He'll send you a PDF. Oh, I was gonna say I'm glad that's not real. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. He'll send you a PDF of uh <laughs> well, I have a website. Oh you <laughs> Is that, and also, is that I, I, you know, to 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 be positive, I think I think vehicle for change, a vehicle for people's eyes opened. Uh, not our podcast, but more the events that have happened and, and led to the discussion that's been had. And uh, and and to stay positive, another uh, congratulations to Nick for having his uh, no. novel on the way to being published. And uh, thank you, congratulations. Thank you, thank you. I'm and very uh, and 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 uh, humble you know, visit all around uh, to be hopeful. Because uh, there are good people. And it may get worse before it gets better. It's all uphill from here, boys. <laughs> Next Cheers. episode, way more fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>